Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Yoga Life podcast. This week we're going to be talking about habits. Last time we spoke about journaling, but between then you did have another episode in the middle. Um, how have you been since last time anyway, Alex? You? I've been all right, Dawn. How are you feeling? Obviously, they, uh, they got a very random replay. Last yes. Because you weren't very well. How are you feeling now? Um, mostly, mostly better. I'll remember to mute when I need to cough. I've had that horrendous cold that everyone seems to, well, gradually be getting from a year and a half of us covering up our noses. All of a sudden we get all the germs. So yeah, it was pretty poorly. So we talked about me trying to journal, didn't we? That's not happened clearly because I spent a week and a half just lounging on the sofa watching Netflix, basically. (laughs) Why yeah. you didn't journal about your Netflix experience? I, I didn't. No, no, maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should. Yeah, you could start a, a journal of rating each episode, uh, each series that you watch. Oh yeah, yeah, that would work. Because yeah. everyone always wants to know the next series to actually yeah. tune into. Yeah, I definitely. I I literally start to finish a couple of series, so that's quite good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How about you? Um, Have you anything changed for you journaling wise since we last spoke? Um, well, I was just flicking back through said journal. Um, I am definitely more motivated to journal when I have a nice pen, you know. Oh, nice. And you got a nice new uh, pen, didn't you? No, I don't have a oh. nice new pen. Oh, yet. I don't know. I want I... one. Right. But I haven't got one yet. Big Santa um, Claus hints there. <laughs> exactly. It's not far till the c word weirdly last week i did tweak it slightly because i had a load of life admin stuff to do uh like a shitload it was one of those things where a lot of things were changing and instead of doing a day-to-day to-do list i actually ended up doing a whole week to-do list and it took up an entire page of my journal and it was like poof, whole weeks to do in one go on one page and i just stuck with that for most of the week And it was a case of just ticking through that list. Um, And that saved me last week. So it wasn't, I wasn't really breaking it down. If I look back, I've got last Monday, last Friday, and today are the last three pages of my journal because I was just using one huge list. Yeah. So it has tweaked slightly. And I definitely know that I do that. So when things shift, when I really need to focus on something, something like that will happen. Sometimes I use a completely different notebook. Pre-retreats, I had the whole week written out and... God, I, at one point I even had that all written out on a whiteboard. It's just when there's a lot, I always change how I journal. Yeah. But, but now I've shifted straight back today to normal because it's just a normal week now. Um, but no, j- just my journaling has continued as normal. My okay. Instagram has obviously heard us talking about journal because journaling <laughs> because uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've had the five minute journal come up and the, fu- the six minute, it's not called journal, the six minute something six minutes of mindfulness or something oh, I've had something journal. come up as well yeah it's something like that yeah Weird. yeah I've I've uh, saved them both on my Instagram because it just made me laugh but yeah the five minute journal came up a couple times almost every day now and the six minute ones come up and yeah uh, only best self hasn't come up and I'm like come on it's the one I follow where are they 
but they, know, uh, they yeah. know you're already a customer they don't need you they don't need to advertise to you <laughs> this this chick is hook line and sinkered yeah definitely. uh so yep not a lot to report on the journaling front are you now going to now you're better gonna start give it a go for a week i think i should yes i will you could i could i could i do i mean i definitely do the to-do list type things anyway that's becoming more and more of a habit of Sunday night look at the week ahead and then slot in things that need to be done on days so it's yeah just adding into that yes nice nice I feel like you should just give it a go for a week give it give it um maybe try and write down the gratitudes and I don't know affirmation and just really go to it and uh give our listeners some feedback yes see how it changes me um, this week we're going to talk about habits. Yep, which is cool. I like this topic, which I think also then will tie in with me trying to start journaling because it's Maybe. a habit. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I feel like this is something that um, both of us have struggled with over the years. And I say struggle with it's something that you and I know what we want to achieve and the, probably the steps that are required to achieve it. Uh, and it's just finding ways to make new behaviours slip into our lives uh, in a way that's then manageable and maintainable for a long time, rather than just trying something, a little new fad, and then slipping into something else. Yeah, or we'll trying to go out of the habit. All guns blazing with a zillion new habits in one go. Mm. Yeah, and that doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a great place to start with this, because this is where everyone starts with it is uh new year's resolutions what do you think yeah yeah Yeah. uh so new year's resolutions i think i would be very surprised if anyone listening to this has never set themselves or tried to set themselves a new year's resolution i remember uh when i was younger i would write down a list of like 10 20 new year's resolutions things that right this year this is the year that these things are gonna happen and um and then by January 15th, they were fallen to the wayside. Uh, when I was big into CrossFit, it would be like, oh, my goals and PBs for the year that I wanted, weights that I'd want to achieve and gymnastics movements that I'd want to achieve and all this stuff. And it would come up all the time, uh, almost every year when I was a CrossFitter. And it was stuff like that, as well as uh, I'm going to stop swearing and... <laughs> and uh, I'm going to lose X amount of weight and I'm going to earn this amount of money and I'm going to stop doing this and start doing that and da, 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 da. and it would be this huge extensive list of things that I wouldn't only be changing about um, my personality but about where I was living about every literally about everything the plan was on January 1st that this would be the year that I would change my life <laughs> and again by the 15th of January, it would all have fallen to the wayside. And this I figured... Is, sorry, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people are very guilty of that, um, making the massive list. Yeah, I think yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. Um, and it always... We always have that intention, that good intention of starting out uh, a new year with a fresh perspective. And there's always that motivation to do it. Uh, and it, it's lovely. And I do feel like there should be, we should work off that natural momentum and definitely have an assess and a, a look at what's going on in our lives and perhaps absolutely set out new goals for the year. But 
we have to address the fact that the way we have been doing it doesn't work. Creating that list doesn't work. So therefore we then need to tweak it and look at how to make it work. I've certainly found, well, doing that at New Year doesn't work. Absolutely, yeah, never works. All these new habits, these things I want to do. Would you have any advice to how to break it down for someone if they wanted to start at New Year? Yep. Absolutely. But um, this is really, it works for any time in the year. It doesn't just have to be New Year's, but we're going off New Year's. It's approaching anyway. So what I would say is absolutely break it down into smaller things. And also we need to look at the reasoning behind it. Uh, We need to make it manageable. Uh, You may well have heard of those old smart goals and all that sort of thing. So uh, it's good to break it down in that sort of way. It's good to break it down and really look at it in a way of why we want something what what is the motivation behind something because if it's ego based the odds are we completely fail so for instance why my um why my crossfit goals never really came to fruition or if they did it was you know it was just down to hard work rather than the fact that i'd really set myself a target to hit something it was i wanted a bar muscle up because i felt like i should be able to do a bar muscle up not because i actually gave a crap about whether I could yeah. do one or not. It was just ego based. It was just like, well, I'm a I'm a CrossFit coach, so I should be able to do a bar muscle up, and therefore that's my goal for this year. You know, I don't actually give a shit whether I could do a bar muscle up or not. I don't even like gymnastics. I don't even <laughs> like pull ups. Don't like ring dips. So why the hell would I put the time and the effort into actually learning how to do a muscle up? No, no. Me hitting a PB on a snatch or a clean and jerk was a lot more likely because I loved that shit. You know, I would happily spend hours and hours and hours on a barbell. And that's where I always succeeded within my CrossFit life was the the weightlifting. Anyway, so we need to look at the motivations behind our goals. We also need to look at the quantity of things that we're putting down. Um, And there's a reason for that as well. Um, And we also need to look at the support systems around us as well. Uh, So if we start with... um, If we start with looking at the whys behind it. So let's say it's, we're about to venture into 2022. I was about to say 2021. (laughs) We've all lost a year here. We look at, we're venturing into 2022. And you perhaps look back at over the things that you wanted over 2021. And I always like doing this. I look back at my first journal or, think back to a first workshop on goal setting that I've done and um and look at what I actually wanted to achieve at the start of the year that we're currently in really really enjoy doing this purely because I don't know about you but I always feel like especially by this point in the year I feel like I'm quite a different person to how I who I was at the beginning of the year I think especially with the years that we've had this year and last year it's everyone sort of pivoted I do also find that September is almost that like a new year thing as well. I, and even though we Agreed. don't have, you know, we don't go to school and it's not the start of a new school year, but it is that fresh start feeling in the air, isn't there? Or, that, or it's just that reboost to spend September, October, November, December, just refocusing on what we wanted. To- totally agree with you there. I always yeah. do a bit of a refresh and a rethink yeah. in September. It's something about that closing down of the yeah. summer, moving into a new season, um, being less distracted with outdoor activities yeah. because it's cold, um, and just 
you know, knuckling down and right, okay, actually, how do I want to spend my last few months of the year? What, what do I, re- what is actually important to me now? Yeah. Uh, so taking a look back at what were our goals for the prior year is often a good way to start because it's like, okay, well, I didn't achieve that, that and that because it clearly wasn't important to me or I didn't achieve that, that and that because of external variables or even internal variables that just kind of took it a little bit out of our control or meant that it sat on a back burner or it just didn't really mean that much anymore. But however, no, I still want to achieve those goals. So let's get that done. Um, And then there's um, figuring out perhaps, well, I didn't, I didn't do it purely because I didn't put the work in and just being really, really honest with yourself. And by looking back, we can then apply what we can learn from looking back to our next year's goals. So I always think that a little bit of self-study, a little bit of self-reflection is important when setting your goals. So I started this journal on the 8th of September, 2020. Uh, So again, like I said, just it's that refresh start of the year mm-hmm. sort of thing. And um, my one of my goals back here was to have two, two, not one, two highly profitable and growing businesses. And the goal was to complete this goal by the end of 2021. Okay. So I gave myself, what, a year and three months? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if I look about look at this. Two highly profitable businesses. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the first the first sort of failing in that goal target, isn't it? This is the first failing in this goal. What do you mean by that? Yeah. What do I mean by that? What I actually need to have written is some specifics. Yeah. What does highly profitable to me mean? So right there, I needed some facts and some figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also put two businesses. Now... I would argue that I have from the beginning of the summer massively taken my foot off the gas with my business coaching business on purpose, purely because I know I wanted to tweak, change and develop the yoga side so much more that I took my foot off the gas, stopped really pushing the business coaching at all because I wanted to focus more of my attention on the yoga now, perhaps again, I've taken a bit off more than I can chew with that goal as well. Instead of actually, let's just make one highly profitable business before I start trying to grow two. That might have been my second downfall right there. So, okay. But these are, these are two things that I would still quite like, or one thing I would still quite like. I would like A or two highly profitable businesses. So I could quite easily implement that again into my next goals, into January goals, for instance. But I could modify it. I could firstly put down um, how much I want to be earning. I could make the yoga goal one goal and I could make the business coaching goal another goal. Or I could learn from that and be like, okay, wait, no, let's just have one of those. Let's make the yoga highly, highly profitable this year. Let's make it a real thing. Push through it in 2021 and then maybe 20, nope, sorry, 2022. And then maybe 2023 is the year that the business coaching takes off because there's no rush. No, yeah. and what, what's the point in trying to do two things not so well when you can do one thing well? And I look back at the other year when I had a few goals 
And I think it was about the time there was a group of you that were giving up sugar. And I said, oh, I'm going to do it too. But I'd already was trying to lose weight. I was like, so I was like, you know, watching what I was eating anyway, trying to get in habits with that, as well as trying to save money. And it was just that extra thing. And within a few weeks, it's like, no, no, there's no need to do that as well. Let's Mm -mm. just do the, the things I'm doing well. Yep. And get rid of the others. Yeah, totally agree with you. And so with this, I would say I would want just one specific thing to really think about. Now, that's not saying that I couldn't then have other goals. So uh, let's say I do set myself a business goal at the beginning of um, 2022 uh, to grow my business by X amount and be having this much profit in because, again, I've gone more specific rather than an airy fairy, highly profitable. I've gone more specific. I just focusing on one yoga business goal, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't then set myself a target within my personal life, something about me to, um, I don't know, I would not do this, but run a marathon, you know, and then I could set myself that personal goal as well, because they're quite different. I'm going to have my time in my life where I'm, I'm thinking about my business, but then I'm also going to have a time in my life where I'm thinking about my health and well-being. So that's kind of another one. And then a third one might be, and it ties very nicely into the making more money within the business. I want to save more or I want to pay off more debt or something like that. You could easily have three goals, but I would always recommend to have those goals within separate areas of your life, not all in one area. Yeah. 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 Um, And I probably also wouldn't go for more than two or three changes at once, especially if they're big changes, because the brain kind of has a capacity for change. And we're quite good dealing with change if it's uh, just a little bit, just one thing. So, for instance, when we went into lockdown, people who had huge amounts of change happen struggled a lot more than people who kind of just shifted a bit. People who just shifted from working in the office to working at home. Okay, that's kind of okay. I can deal with that. Yes, there is the change of also not being able to go out, et cetera, et cetera. But it's less than those who had to deal with working from the office to working at home, having the kids go to school every day to the kids being homeschooled, to their partners being out every day, to being to working at home as well, uh, to, as well as the layers of um, not being able to go out, not being able to see family, et cetera, et cetera. What if you were one of those families that was incredibly close knit with uh, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, uh, parents, grandparents, and suddenly that all changed as well. Um, and you suddenly couldn't make payments on your car. So your car had to go. You were you had to cut down on expenses massively. Imagine all of those changes are just too much. And the coping mechanisms that we have just aren't strong enough to deal with that with ease. It takes a lot to deal with all that. You would, you would really struggle. It would be a huge amount of stress. Whereas if you just have one or two things, it's a lot easier to cope with. Yeah. 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 It's something I often say to clients when they need to in like integrate something new into their life a new habit for example of they have certain exercises or stretches to do related to whatever's going on with their body and I always start small so I could go give them a whole list of stretches and exercises I could be like right this is an hour a day if you do that every day you'll have a difference but I know that that's 
that's a massive change and someone's not going to suddenly carve out an hour a day to do something they've been told to do I will give them two to three and say like do those to start with in a couple of weeks when you are in the habit of doing those every day we'll add another one in and then we'll add another one in or we'll swap one out but it's just making it like a routine and it's just adding small manageable amounts to Mm -hmm. do and I often give them then advice of when when to do it you know everyone's while the kettle's boiling is one so this is where I'm always trying to get people to associate when they're trying to integrate a new habit when in their day have they got a time to do that habit that they're actually already doing something else so the kettle yeah. boiling right why can't you do a stretch while, while the kettle's boiling that's what two exactly. minutes yeah. do something while you're cleaning your teeth that is a great one and a lot of physios give this when it's for ankle rehab because you have to stand on one leg so you do it for one minute on one leg and one minute on the other leg because you're cleaning your teeth for two minutes again another yeah. easy way to just integrate the little things in your life but it's you have to just make them easy they have to be small I do a doorway stretch that's a stretch I give to like probably 90% of my clients everyone's got a doorway when you get up from your desk to go make up a cup of tea stretch on the way through yeah absolutely yeah no it's it's uh making it uh, smaller and more manageable and not having so many things that are just going to completely overwhelm you people who decide January 1st to quit smoking to lose two stone join the gym and start eating healthily all at the same time as well as you know pay off a credit card debt uh are crazy absolutely crazy the odds of them succeeding is too much the stress of um joining the gym and changing the way you eat is plenty the idea of then cutting out the one thing that was going to to reduce their stress is going to be even harder so maybe cut down on the cigarettes but start with the gym start with the changing of the diet first one or the other or both then once those are really integrated into your habits you then start to reduce smoking right down or quit it altogether or you quit smoking first get that one down and then integrate the gym etc whichever way around works for you and so I would be much better off focusing on building one business I'm doing it very, very well. And then once I'm set up, once I have all the processes in place to, you know, really, really make my business fly, then I start implementing habits into the second one. Yeah. And it's that, well, that the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yep. Goes into this, the habit stacking, basically like this, you know, in it's it's a, a brilliant book. I, don't, I, I was thinking we weren't ever going to get through this episode without mentioning that book because it's a game changer, I think. It's got some great tips in it. But yeah, that habit stacking and making things, integrating new habits, yeah, one at a time, like yeah. you say. And it can always be compared to when you're learning new things. So let's go back to CrossFit. Like um muscle memory to me is a bit like learning a new habit so when you're learning a new movement for example you or even learning to drive great one learning to drive you we can probably all drive and talk and listen to the radio and sing and possibly do things like drink a coffee or eat a bar of chocolate which we we're not condoning right now when you first learn to drive you can't do that you have to just get in the car and concentrate on driving the radio's off you know you are literally zoned in and you're learning what to do and every single movement you've got to think about and so that's like when you've got a new habit so to start with the first few days you've got to think about it very hard every single 
time it comes into your mind like say you're giving up smoking you'll have to think hard every day won't you and fight it over time like learning to drive right well you automatically just know what gear you're in you haven't got to check you automatically just flick an indicator on when you're going to turn it just all becomes this muscle memory and like like with the habit so over time yeah one habit becomes a muscle memory we just automatically do it so then it's time we can add another one absolutely yeah yep absolutely habit stacking is a dream love yeah. it um, the learning to drive analogy just made me smile purely because uh, we got a new car last week <laughs> and um the reverse is completely different so oh, it's in, in a different place yeah in my volvo i think it was right over to the right side and pulled down mm-hmm. and you just put the clutch down right over yeah. and pull down whereas in the new car you have to pull the little plastic thing up, you know, uh-huh. that's on the gear shift yeah. and then go left and up instead. And so it is the complete opposite. Yeah. And the amount of times I've just gone down and I'm like, nope, let's go the wrong way. <laughs> Try again. Uh, it's unreal. And it's just habit. And again, it's memory uh, and yeah. where clear buttons are, where the hang up button is, where anything is in the car. It's like, uh, 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 but my thumbs or hands or whatever go automatically without thinking Mm -hmm. to where it was in the Volvo and so it's yeah it's amazing how much it just becomes second nature and yeah obviously over time I'm creating new habits because if I continue to do the Volvo habits in the new car the car won't work no so (laughs) you won't uh, be going backwards ever (laughs) that's yeah that's for sure so it's um yeah it just made me smile using the car analogy because Jesus Christ, that's so prevalent right now for me. <laughs> My and um, I've got a car habit that I now need to get into as well. This is an, it's a new habit for me. Small one, small uh, lights on full beam. Is that that the one? Oh well, no, no, I'm st- I'm, I'm I'm pretty much there with that. Um, <laughs> it's it's letting the fuel tank. So I always used to let it go empty, and I've paid the price for this twice now, and had to have new diesel filters. So. Firstly, I was letting it go to when, then I was like, right, I'll let it do the light on. Then someone said to me recently, do you know what? Do it a quarter of a tank. And I'm like, this is my new habit is when it's got a quarter of a tank, fill it up. One small little habit. Absolutely. Weirdly, uh, with the new car, it is a diesel. We've decided to do the same. So when it hits quarter of a tank, we put fuel in it because I think Mossy and I are both red light drivers. Yeah. So, and it's so bad for the engines and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. New habits. We've got the same one there, Dawn. Um, So once we've got the whole deciding what is actually what the habits we want to work on. So why do we then need to look at uh, what the reasoning is behind it? So why do I want to build a highly successful slash profitable business? I could purely say that this is ego-based quite easily. You could see why that would be ego-based. Well, I want to prove that I can do it. I want to be renowned within my field. I want to be, uh, what other ones? I want to earn loads and loads of money so I can have the flash car and the fancy house and the do-do-do-do-do and all the glamorous things that come along with that. I want to build a successful business so I have thousands and thousands or even millions of followers on Instagram. There's all the reasons that you could pick and you could argue that some of those could be justifiable perhaps if I had thousands and thousands or millions of followers on Instagram I could say that I'm spreading our message my message far and wide and hopefully helping that many people live a happier more content life and which is generally what I really want from my yoga uh 
but really if I can get that message across and really influence even a hundred people that means the world to me it doesn't need to be thousands and thousands and millions and millions just more <laughs> yeah so and or as many as possible so if I look if why do I want to make a highly successful business well because I want to help people be happier that's why and why is that important to me because that's what I feel like my dharma is that's what I feel like that's my reasoning I want to be able to teach people and help people because that's what makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do uh and it comes very easily to me so it's you could argue it is an ego thing but it's also it just feels so natural and normal that it feels like it's my calling so that would be my reasoning but it would be very easy to mistake that for well I just want to make the big bucks so I can buy all the nice pretty things but also I could say I do want to earn x amount of money so I have a certain standard of living because with that standard of living I can increase my education I can increase my reach to reach more people I can experience a fuller life etc 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 I we only have one life that I'm going to be aware of so I'd really like to make it a full one and again is that ego based I don't think so it feels like something that's really like there within me that I want to that I want to achieve so my reasoning isn't driven by what I think other people will think of me. My reasoning yeah. is very much within me. That's why it's so important to have that why that's totally relevant to you as well. So there's so many people, for example, that are pressured, say, to give up smoking. Like, mm-hmm. oh, their partner doesn't like it. Right, okay, I'll give up this year. They'll fail because it's not them wanting it. Whereas when they finally get their head around it and think, do you know what, I want to give this up. I want to stop it because it's for me and my health. Yeah. My bank balance and all of those things. That's when it starts working, isn't it? Yep. Carrie Bradshaw, she tries to give up smoking because Aiden wants her to. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, So, yeah, it's always checking yourself. Why, for instance, Dawn could use it with the whole um, losing weight thing. Why does she want to lose weight? If, If the why is because I want to look a certain way, because I feel like I should look a certain way, she's never going to succeed. If Dawn chose a reason to lose weight that wasn't ego-based or based outside of herself, then the odds of her succeeding are much, much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you could almost say the same with the sugar thing. You get, you wanted yes. to quit sugar because, well, everyone else was. Yeah. <laughs> when really, that was... It, it, yeah uh, it, yes it would have been beneficial to me but not as beneficial as the other things so do those first yeah well it's like like um for example my granddad's got type 2 diabetes you know he's older and he's always had quite a high sugar diet and it's that sudden very difficult for him to give up sugar but suddenly when it's that his health you know you can suddenly start to do it a bit more because he you know that realization hang on this is really going to make an impact and there's more of a why behind it before that you know that that generation didn't quite have, don't have the same sort of a, of nutritional education that we've got they didn't see anything wrong with it you know it was what it is but now there's the real strong why behind it 
yeah. yeah. People do. Well, as soon as people, there are health scares and all sorts of things, people yeah. do suddenly turn things around. And I think that sometimes when there's big scares with money as well, yeah, I think that that can suddenly shift people's attitude to money and they really take the time to learn, educate themselves and sort themselves out. Um, so sometimes that why can be kind of forced upon you, but yeah. other times it really does have to come from within. Because even when the big whys are there, like your health, people still abuse their health they still continue to eat badly uh, even though they have high blood pressure or high cholesterol or a, a weight that is actually detrimental to their health they can still continue to gain weight because again the why isn't enough because it's it's too far in the future you're worrying about or you're the problems that future dawn or future alex can deal with not this yeah. isn't going to happen to me right now yeah um so which is why speeding and driving dangerously or drink driving happen all the time well it won't happen to me yeah it's that complete denial isn't it so the why does the why is really really important and if essentially if you're you're writing down a new habit or a new goal that you want to incorporate and you're doing it because you feel like you should the odds are you won't succeed if you feel like you want to and it's something that really is within you then you are much more likely to succeed um, so we've talked about the why we've talked about the, how, how many habits or how, what we should actually be writing down. And then it's the actual getting started. I feel like we should talk about because, yeah. um, we've, uh, as a part of my, um, I hope you don't mind me talking about this Dawn as part of my no. Alex Howarth yoga, I've just set up a sort of six month habit challenge thing essentially. So this is really prevalent or relevant for me right now and my yogis. Hopefully they all listen to this one. Um, <laughs> so as part of their membership, because it's something I wanted to do myself, I've got habits and things that I want to start incorporating into my life because uh, I'm getting old, Dawn. <laughs> Definitely not. Old. Not as old as me. <laughs> it was Dawn's birthday the other day. Make sure you send her a yeah, message. So you'll sure never, never be as old as me. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> um it just, I feel like I'm at a, a point in my life where I need to shift my focus. I've changed how I'm exercising. I'm changing how I'm eating, uh, sleeping, all of these different things. Uh, and there really is, I want to get to this point where I think I've actually always wanted to get to this point where I'm working for my holistic health. So overall health uh, and for longevity as well. And I always thought, or I've always thought that uh, I'm doing the right thing at the right time. CrossFit was right for me at the uh, for a time, and now it isn't. Eating a certain way was right for me at the right time. Now it's changed, and I want to continue to make sure I'm looking after myself for longevity. And all of this Ayurveda stuff keeps coming up. Um, I'm getting more and more interested in it. I'm now studying it in my 300 hour. Did I tell you this? Oh no, but this is yeah. good. Links in. It's in my 300 hour as well, which is just awesome. Um, and so I'm just nerding out on it all, and I've decided to share this path journey change tweaks whatever you want to call it with my yogis and so it's all part of their membership they can just come along to a monthly workshop and we kind of work together on tweaking little habits or introducing little habits into our life and they are small the first one has literally been to uh wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is just drink water so a pint or two of water half a liter something like that um Instead of the first drink of the day being coffee or tea mm -hmm. or nothing at all. 
or whatever it might be. So that's one of the first habits that we've been talking about. And the second habit that we've been looking to introduce is tweaking meal times. So eating um, our largest meal of the day at lunchtime instead of in the evening. And also with that, eating our evening meal at least three hours before bed. So this is what we've been tweaking. And we left the first workshop about these two habit changes, you know, all fired up and ready to go. And a lot of people really clung on to the caffeine one and not drinking caffeine first thing in the morning and not relying on the stimulants. And that caused a huge backlash, you know, because people get caffeine withdrawals, don't they? And can get it quite badly. And so it's like, okay, well, maybe just jumping straight into it was a bit too much. And maybe we needed to break it down a little bit more. So maybe instead of going from eight cups a day, you reduce it down or only drink caffeine up to 12 o'clock, 12 p.m. midday. Maybe uh, instead of going cold turkey, you have just one cup a day or you switch to decaf for most of the day or um, maybe we don't worry about the caffeine quite yet and just get down with the water instead of leaning on caffeine straight away you just have your two liters of water in the morning or sorry two liters half a liter in the morning instead Um, and just focus on that and not worry about the caffeine yet and then with the food one because everyone freaks out about food when you start to suggest that people change their diet and it might be that Instead of actually jumping in and going straight into these habits of switching to an early lunch, uh, early earlier dinner and a bigger lunch, you do one or the other. Yeah. Okay. Well, this week I'm just going to focus on eating at least three hours before bed. Uh, it might be that you spend a little while, a week worth of prep, finding out recipes and things that you would like to enjoy or things that you can easily meal prep. It might be that you just spend, I don't know, half an hour each day researching new recipes. Uh, and going on Google and finding things that you'll love and enjoy, meal prep ideas and all sorts of things like that, uh, or looking at recipe books, whatever. It might be, because this has also been a conversation that we've had, is finding the correct Tupperware or containers for your food for your meal preps and finding things that are going to keep your food warm if you don't have a microwave at work or whatever it might be, and breaking the habit right down. For instance, the, the habit with changing... the way you look after your finances right I'm going to save a load of money okay well the first first step to doing that is opening an actual savings account isn't it yeah and before that it might be researching the best savings account for you uh and before that it might be just asking your friends what they do and before that it might be like do I actually have enough money to save you know it's It's breaking it down and down and down and down and realizing that these tiny little steps that you're taking are still creating a habit and changing things and creating a really solid foundation for you to actually follow that habit through rather than just being like, I'm doing this now and And being completely overwhelmed because you're not prepared. A good one in terms of diet as well, and I've often seen it it used as examples, is if you were going from say eating your dinner is oven chips, oven chicken, baked beans. Mm-hmm. Well, you change one thing at a time. So right. One week those, you know, change from the oven chips to some sort of fresh potato. And the following step is to change your oven chicken to some sort of, I'm talking about like breadcrumb stuff, you know, to change to just a proper chicken breast, you know, Real and then the week breast. after is change your beans to different vegetables. And beans. it's just making like one thing is better than 
nothing and I think people get in a real fixation of all or nothing and with all of these things like new year's habits diets everything all or nothing and it's not it's about that one thing is still better than what you were doing the week before like fizzy drinks if someone is a loves like a full fat coke well first thing to do is to switch to diet it isn't ideal still but it's it's one step better and then the next thing will go to sparkling water you know and the next thing go to normal water but it's just yeah one thing at a time is is better than nothing at all absolutely and I think people really do get hung up on this and after a week or so of this challenge that I've been doing with my yogis I went I did a voice note and I was just like guys seriously just give yourselves a break tone it down prep 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 because once you've got the foundations in place once you have the right tupperware once you have uh recipes you can lean on once you've got this mindset in your head once you've tweaked your lunch break whatever it might need to be you're going to be set up for success rather than jumping in all or nothing like you said and setting yourself up for failure instead um so i would i really think there's a lot to that preparation and um also along with that education because the more you know about what you're trying to do the more likely you are to stick with it so if for instance we should probably talk about yoga if for instance you wanted to start doing yoga because you thought it might help you out with your bad lower back then but you don't really know anything about it you might do it but you don't really understand what you're doing and you're not really seeing or feeling the benefits just kind of you're just doing it And then you kind of fall off the bandwagon and stop going or stop practicing. Whereas if you took the time to educate yourself or talk to a yoga teacher about what yoga will actually help with your lower back, what poses should you be doing? How long should you be holding those poses? What poses should you be avoiding? And so on and so on and so forth. Then you're probably going to feel a lot more secure, knowledgeable and safe. And you're much more likely to feel the results that you're hoping for. And then you're much more likely to succeed. Yes, yeah, so important to know why you're doing it. Like I like the um, stretches that I give clients. Why why have I given them that exercise? Why why when they've got issues and knots in their upper back, am I telling them to stretch their chest? Because in in the first instance, they look at me blankly. You explain the why. It's it's so much more re- relevant. They'll then know why they're doing it. What what good it's going to do them? They're more inclined to do it. Whereas if you get just given generic exercises. And you don't know why you're doing it, then it's so easy to exactly. just drop off and go, I don't know why I'm doing it, so I'm not going to do it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that education behind it, which is why each of these habit changes that I'm working with my yogis on, they get an hour workshop prior so I can teach them about it first. So they understand yeah. the foundations behind what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it, I think education is really, really important. Um, and then finally, I think we should talk about our support system because I do think that's really really important yeah especially Uh, if you're trying to make big changes absolutely with again I keep drawing to it but it's so relevant with this um six month habit shift thing that we're doing within yoga uh I've set up a whatsapp group with anyone who wants to be in it can be in it if they don't want to they can remove themselves or not be invited whatever um but it's a group of people who we're all trying to set out on this same path we're going to face similar challenges and it gives us a place to ask for advice talk about our struggles uh 
share new ideas and kind of create a bond and a community to then move forward and kind of support each other. If you feel like you've fallen off the bandwagon, you can own it in this in this group. If you feel like you're doing really well, you can brag about it in this group. And you've got that, that feel of support, which means it's probably going to carry you through. Whereas if I just, 22 yogis are doing this. If I set them the workshop and then was like, off you go, I'll see you in a month. And didn't check in, didn't ask how they were getting on, didn't talk, uh, didn't encourage them to talk amongst themselves or talk to them. The odds of them getting past one week, if especially if they struggled, especially if they jumped on that grass, but onto the caffeine thing, and were like, I'm just going to go cold turkey on caffeine. The odds of them actually succeeding or feeling like they've done well, it's probably, I would say, I reckon 60%, if not more, would completely fall off and not continue, may not even turn up to the next habit because they felt like they failed the first one. So why would they carry on with it? Yeah. Whereas by checking in, I'm, I don't know, I'm probably on that group at least four times a week, if not more, if it's busy and if questions are coming up. Uh, others are as well. It's really lovely. People are sharing recipes, sharing ideas, sharing articles and, you know, all sorts of things. And it's like, you, I feel motivated. That's giving the, me the accountability to make sure I'm waking up and drinking my water, to make sure I'm meal prepping and eating my big lunches, to make sure I'm creating my soups each week so I've got some nourishing food for the evening. You know, this kind of stuff. And it's keeping me really going because I'm, I'm like, I want to do this with my, with my yogis and I want them to succeed as well. So that accountability there is fantastic. But let's be honest, we go back to our New Year's and you set out your own goals for the year, the odds of finding a group of people who have exactly the same goals are slim to none. So it's perhaps if Dawn was like, right, Neil, husband of mine, I want to start saving this amount of money each month because of, and she's already thought about all I, I want us to be set up for this, this, and this. And um, I really need your support in this because of, I know what I'm like in this, this, and this yeah. instance. And uh, if you could help me do this and you know more about that kind of savings account, I don't know, I'm making shit up now, than <laughs> me. So perhaps we do this together. Or, you know, there are, there are a million ways that Neil could then support Dawn in that instance. And then if he knows about it, <laughs> again, this is a make-believe Neil. Yes. Uh, Neil's <laughs> like, I really want us to go to Barbados this year. Dawn's like, yeah, let's do it. Because Dawn loves a holiday. That's true. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, whereas if Neil then knows that Dawn is actually really trying to save X amount of money each month to do this, da, 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 this long-term goal, he's less likely to be like, Barbados, and be more likely to be like, well, let's just do a little mini break to North Norfolk or whatever. Um, I love this it, analogy it, speaking with laugh because it's lo- literally the opposite <laughs> to our <I> life. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to save money, Dawn. Oh, should we go away? (laughs) Literally the opposite. But hey-ho. I tried. I should have done Mossy and I. Um, (laughs) But it's it's making sure that you have the support around you. So, for instance, if I decided that um, I wanted to... Well, actually, to be fair, with all this six-month habit challenge thing, I said to Mossy, there's going to be some things I'm going to start tweaking and sort of you're going to think I'm even more batshit than normal because he thinks it's crazy that (laughs) I meditate and I journal and all this stuff. He thinks it's hilarious. Uh, But he'll get there eventually. He's on his own path. Um, You know, I'm just going to be like, you're going to think I'm even weirder, but, you you know, this stuff is going to, like, change. It shouldn't impact you too much, but just so you know. And he's like, yeah, cool, whatever. He, He doesn't care. But if I start doing it, 
He's not going to be like, oh my God, what are you doing? You're such a weirdo and make me feel crap about it or talk me out of doing it. Or, you know, he knows that I generally don't eat much in the way of meat at home. He's not like, no, I want us to eat the same things and I want you to cook me steak and I want you to have steak too. And he's not pushing these things on me when I'm trying to not do these things. Um, Much like I know he's trying to save I'm not like, let's go out for dinner. Let's go on another date night. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's book another holiday. It's, it doesn't help him in any way. So I don't try and force things on him that I know he doesn't want right now. And it is very much two way street. I think there is some weird and wonderful statistic out there, but I can't remember what it is. People who are surrounded by people who don't go to the gym are much less likely to to stick with the habit of going. Whereas if you have a buddy that goes to the gym, if you have a buddy to go to yoga with, if you have a buddy to go to Weight Watchers with, whatever it might be, you're much more likely to succeed at it, whereas doing it alone. So if, for instance, one of you were trying to get into going to yoga on a regular basis, try and find a friend who's looking for the same thing. You might not know them very well yet. Then there might be someone on your social media who you see goes to a semi-regular yoga class within your town or city or village or wherever, you could drop the message. Hey, could I come to yoga with you sometime? Because I, I want to get into it. And then you might, well, A, you might find a new budding friendship right there. But you've also got someone who's got that similar interest, someone for you to talk to about it, someone who's going to experience the same struggles as you. Um, and it instantly makes you feel more connected to that new habit rather than just being, I'm here all alone and I don't get it, and I'm struggling, and I have no one to talk to about it. Everyone else around me is already doing this and knows exactly what they're doing. And we all have that perception. When we step into a new environment, everyone else knows what they're doing. But no, there could be someone over the other side of the room that is in exactly the same situation as you. No, Uh, I totally agree. I do, um, I mean, obviously, I've never been a smoker, so I don't, I can't talk from a point of experience, but things like the smoking ban, for example, must have helped people with new habits there with the whole not smoking indoors in in pubs and restaurants well they suddenly have to get up and go outside for a cigarette and I know amongst excuse me some of my groups of friends there were people that smoked but not massively well all of a sudden they gave up because if 90% of us at the table are not going to go outside for a cigarette why is that one person going to go stand on their own outside oh you see I heard different stories yeah, the almost exact opposite. Really? Everyone went outside and started smoking. Everyone went outside to smoke and they were left inside on their own. So they started smoking because of it. <laughs> Dear gosh. I know, right? Yeah. Talk about making bad life choices. Yeah. But the negative effects of alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Succumb Indeed. to peer pressure. Um, but yeah, it is, it is that group group setting if you can find yourself a support base even if it's via social media that's a wonderful thing about social media isn't it you can kind of find friends that are interested in a topic of yours and create an environment where you're more likely to succeed so if for instance uh you are really trying to get into yoga well why not fill your instagram with really inspiring yogis and delete accounts that really make you think about the going out and getting drunk and uh or eating bad food you know delete the the naughty food accounts and follow more positive yogic things and surround yourself with that kind of feeling instead of the things that are going to keep you away from it 
If you're trying to save, go and follow a load of accounts that give you great advice on money because there are so many out there. I am. Um, I follow. I'm. I'm on two Facebook groups that I've never really participated in, but I joined for a reason. One is called Run Mummy Run, and it's a women's running group. You don't have to be a mum, but it's just a women's running Facebook group where if you want to run and you don't have friends that run join that group and honestly they it's like this amazing community and that's why I've never left it even though I haven't been running but I think I joined when I was training for a 10k at one point and it's literally like this self-made group of cheerleaders and every single person if they're having a bad day they're not in that like they're like oh I just don't feel like a run today if they just post that like everyone piles in with all the tips, the advice, just little cheerleading group. And it's so nice. So that for whatever people want to do as a habit, I'm sure there's something out there like it. And that's, that's, yeah, it's really invaluable. That's so cool. Yeah. The oh. other one is because I always, <laughs> I wanted to get into doing, um, you know, outdoor swimming. So I joined <laughs> the Facebook group just to, to, to remind me to do it. But no, I've never done it, but you know, it's that daily, you know, it appears on my feed. Someone talks about outdoor swimming and it's just that little reminder. Oh yeah, I will do that one day. It's weird though, because you loved that cold stuff when you were getting into it. Yeah. I'm almost surprised that hasn't carried on. Yeah. I just, yeah. A- again, I think it's having the people, isn't it? So uh although the running yeah there is that group I knew more people doing it you know that I could go run with it's very easy I could easily call so many of my friends would go for a run yeah not that many of my friends would go for a cold swim (laughs) oh I'm so sorry I'm out yeah exactly (laughs) I've literally got goosebumps thinking about it to be fair though that cold water stuff if that is something you're interested in read uh Wim Hof's book oh yeah he's got it down and the the effects of cold water exposure essentially is um, huge and his breathing techniques and everything it crosses over really nicely with the pranayama yoga and stuff so have a look at Wim Hof if this is something that is interesting to you I yeah, do think you just have to be in the got, right yeah there's a good right headspace for it mm. I started doing that earlier this year when I actually did this series of workshops on mindset and it was actually funnily enough it was introducing one habit a week so at the at the workshop each week we discussed and chose what habit we were each going to introduce and because it was personal you know it was very much your whys were relevant like you know and mine was I did do the cold water showers and getting it over that whole I will do this every day for a week and then after that it suddenly it starts becoming a habit because you start to Mm. see the benefits and yeah enjoy it I mean I remember if you look on Dawn's social media there are pictures of her doing snow angels in a swimsuit in the snow yep Oh my God, literally goosebumps again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is, look for for your people and it will be, it could be, it probably will be a new group of people. And so it's going to push you out of your comfort zone. But remember, any habit change is always going to push you out of your comfort zone. This is what I've been struggling with personally with changing these habits with this group of people. It's like, but I don't do that. Well, if you want to stay the same, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I always eat at this time. Okay. If you're not willing to change it, why are you bringing it up? Yeah. Take from this what you want to change. It's, it's odd. And if, if someone wants to say the same, they're going to give you every single reason in the world why a new suggestion isn't going to work for them. 
Whereas if they do want to change, they're going to listen and be a lot more open to creating new ideas, new concepts, etc. within their life. But it's, if you're not interested, why are you here? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's literally what I'm struggling with at the moment, personally. Mine um, is where I've been getting help, well, track, like, you know, support with tracking calories and increasing movement and stuff. Mine is that wall of the steps that I'm constantly, like, literally every week. Do you want to just try and increase your steps? Because if you try and increase your steps, when you hit a plateau weight-wise, we won't have to reduce your calories. And it's just that every every week, and I've got a zillion excuses for why. And it, it is the same. It's like, it just doesn't fit into my life. It's just, no, no, I just don't do it. I just don't walk that much, et cetera, et cetera. And it's that, yeah, there's there's a little wall there and it's it's hard to get past, but... You know, we will. That's a, that is a habit I need to work on is getting more steps in. I think it, but then it will be a case of breaking it right down. Okay, well, well I'm going to increase I, my st- steps a hundred times a day. A hundred steps to a, a watch so that I can track it more accurately. In the, yep. yeah, I was like, this is the thing about habits, isn't it? Make it as easy as possible for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many steps did you do yesterday then? Um, oh, mine is dead. Oh, about four and a half thousand. Which for me, it's, it's good. good. Yeah, it's yeah. a start in the right direction. So it might be just yep. try and get to four thousand six hundred today. Exactly. Yeah, just go up by a hundred and make it really, really small. Um, and what I've also found with doing this habit change thing is, uh, I'm not beating myself up when I don't do it. Yeah, so it's getting water, straight back on the horse. Yeah, the not. water thing is I'm finding very, very easy. I don't think I've missed a day, whereas other habits that I'm trying to implement I've missed a day or I've even missed a whole weekend but okay fine doesn't matter just start again um because there's no drama if you just step back a little bit or mess up a little bit or whatever it might be it doesn't matter no one really cares and what is important is starting again so tomorrow for instance dawn might only do 2,000 steps but the very next day well I've got more opportunity to do more steps so I'm going to go and do them I'm like it with my calorie tracking because I know that that is really helpful for me and occasionally I'll have forgot to do it and then the next day it's like well I'm going out for lunch today so there's no point me doing it because I can't really track it properly and you go a couple of days and go oh I really need to start again I'll start on Monday whereas actually trying to shift that mindset and just make it a habit of doing it whenever I can even if it's not a complete day even if I miss a meal because I'm eating out for that meal it's then becoming a habit of just doing it. Whenever I'm in the kitchen preparing my dinner, I put it straight in. And yeah. it's just, yeah, getting back on even, yeah, like the small changes, a little bit is better than nothing, isn't it? Exactly. Every single yeah. time. Um, every single time. I mean, I feel like, Dawn, we could talk about this for another hour, but I feel like we should stop and maybe yes. we come back to habits in another series. Yeah, I was thinking different what, angle. What about habits on the yoga mat? Get on your yoga mat. That yeah. would be my habit. <laughs> so if we okay, so I kind of talked about starting a yoga practice. My absolute one steps one to four, I would say, for starting a yoga practice. Let's assume you don't do it. Um, so one would be to get yourself a yoga mat, find a class or a practice that you really like, um, and figure out your why. Yeah. absolutely why are you doing it 
So they're, they're the most important ones. One, that's your grounding, your foundations. You set yourself out. You know that you're doing it for the right reasons. You've got the equipment that you need and you've got the the uh, the resource to look yeah. after you or the resources that you need. And um, definitely with that, it's finding a class A you like, B is a convenient time every single week and in a location that's suitable to you. There's no point you choosing one because you really fancy doing it, but it's like a 40 minute drive. If, if you're going to try and start a new habit, no, find the one that's five minutes away. Go there first. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number two, find your friends within that community, within that. Create yourself a support group. Absolutely create yourself a support group, um, whether it be people within that yoga class, whether it be online, whether it be real life, whether it be one person or 10 people, whatever it might be find that connection that will keep you going and support that will enable you to get through the tough times. Uh, number three, accept the fact that it will be hard, accept the fact that creating any new habit isn't easy and accept the fact that you will miss sessions. You will mess up, so to speak. Mess up seems a bit harsh, but mm-hmm. it won't go to plan. Life never goes to plan. So with that in mind, be kind to yourself. Always apply that yogic um, sutra, not sutra. Yeah, sutra of being kind to yourself. Always be kind to yourself. And um, number four, do I have a number four? I've, have I got a number four? I don't think I have. It was the three steps. <laughs> it was a three step. I think the fourth one was actually um, educate yourself, but that should have been, I kind of set it up in number one yeah. and make sure you you've got your full education and you know why you're doing it and what you're doing and really allow yourself to be immersed within the topic because you'll find it a lot more easy to do it. If you understand what you're doing, talk to your yoga teacher. Every yoga teacher loves to talk about yoga. So talk to them about it. Let them educate you. Uh, understand what yoga is. Yoga isn't just standing on a mat and stretching. If that was all yoga was Dawn and I wouldn't be here today. So really, really immerse yourself in it because once you realize everything that yoga has to offer, you're much, much, much more likely to show up on your mat. So yeah, education probably should have been number two, but it's number four because I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good. I think we've done some good chat about habits. Really do. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Good. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the uh, introduction to Ayurveda workshop last week. Um, so the sound quality, I God knows what was said. You know, I hope I just hope you enjoyed it. If you want more live workshops that either Dawn or I host, replays and stuff, let us know because always interesting. Uh, we had some awesome feedback or questions and conversation come up on the yoga life instagram someone inboxed us mm-hmm. uh, and they've just loads of chat loads of interesting topics that they've come through with and it's awesome to hear what you guys take from the from the podcast and yeah. we always want to hear from you so do get in touch so yeah like share please follow yeah subscribe and review yeah leave us a review we had a lovely review um a couple of weeks ago i will read it to you because it was just super sweet what did it say she gave us or he gave us five stars um love this podcast i always come away feeling calmer and happier after listening to alex and dawn talk about all things yoga and life and i was like 
Well, that just made my heart really happy. Yeah, I mean, that's our goal, isn't it? Just, you know, give people something to listen to for a while that might leave them feeling better than when they started. Yep, absolutely. So we'll stop rambling in your ears right now and hopefully see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.